Hey, thanks for tuning in into the City Life Church podcast. We are a church in San Francisco and we exist so that people that are far from God will encounter His presence and experience the life that only Christ offers. We pray that this word will challenge you and encourage you in your walk of faith with Jesus. I'm Pastor Marquise, if you haven't met me yet. And uh, one, of the, one of the pastors on this amazing team, I'm very honored to be here and, and, and bring the word today. Um, if, you, if you hadn't been here, I'm going to give you a quick little recap of um, what Pastor John John spoke about. He, we're in this series called This Is Us. And the idea with This Is Us, we're talking about who we are as a church, who we are as a people. And, um, and so I'm going to do my best to kind of come behind Pastor John John. And if you uh, didn't remember, he preached the, the first one, the part one, on our values and the priorities of being, you're shaped by who you roll with. That's kind of what we talked about part one. Part two, he talked about this theme, we're better together. We're better together was part two. And today, um, I want to talk about a people of faith today. A people of faith today. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Anybody like the burritos last week? We had some burritos in the house. Amen. And if you came back thinking we was going to get burritos again, I'm sorry in advance. There are no burritos after church, but we do have a treat. We have some shaved ice, I believe. It's going to be here. So they, the, uh, Silvana made sure she told me at the staff meeting what time it was going to start. So I have to end this on time today because I'm not about to get in the way of y'all and the shaved ice. I'm not going to do that today. And so I'm going to uh, get, get through this. So First uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, uh, verse 10 says this. It says, night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and complete. Someone say complete. complete. Oh, oh, if I didn't tell you already, I am that brother that's going to ask you to holler back at the preacher today. Amen. So just get ready to holler back at your boy today. Someone say complete. complete. He said, I come to see, you, see your face and complete what's lacking in your faith. A people of faith is our theme today. Let me just say a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in this room today. We thank you for the privilege and the honor it is to gather with fellow believers, to worship you, to hear your word, to be in fellowship, Lord. We thank you. It is truly an honor. I ask you to uh, get me out the way, have your way in this place. Use me as a vessel to share your word. And I believe according to your word, your word would do what it was sent out to do. It will do the work. And your word would not return to you void. So we're believing that your word will transform hearts and minds today. In Jesus' name, someone said amen. amen. Come on, someone said amen. amen. The third is the power. Someone said amen. Amen, amen. amen. So we're going to talk about this theme of faith today. Uh, in your notes, you'll see a quick definition. It says the Greek word translated faith means a firm persuasion a conviction based upon hearing. It involves trust and trustworthiness, assurance. Biblical faith is a firm conviction producing a full acknowledgement of God's revelation or truth followed by a personal surrender to him. Can anybody say amen right there? Another way to put it is faith is acting on what God has revealed about his will and character. Question for you, is God trustworthy? 
Martin Luther King said it like this. I got a quote that's gonna jump on, jump out. You might have heard it before. Very popular quote, but I thought I'd share it because it, it's relevant for today. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Can anybody relate to that? That God may be challenging someone today to take the first step, even though you can't see the staircase. Even though you can't, you don't know what's gonna happen next. You don't know the result. You don't know how it's going to turn, turn out, but sometimes God challenges us to just simply take the first step. Can anybody relate today? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. I want to get a little practical with you today. Do something a little different. So I don't, I don't in the notes section, I don't have a lot of notes uh, for this part of the sermon because I felt the Lord just say, just read the word. Let the word do the work on this section. And I will have some points later, you know, practical points or whatnot. But uh, Hebrews 11, I think, is a great reminder for us as, as people of faith. Has anybody considered themselves a person of faith? Yes. Amen. A few people in the house, all three of you. That's what's up. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to start right off at the first verse. Now faith. Someone say now faith. I like the song that, that Chelsea and the worship team was singing, right? I need you in now. I don't, I'm sorry about, I'm just going to just stop right there for just a quick second. Y'all just know how I'm going to get down today. I'm not sure about you, but I don't need the yesterday's faith. And I'm not waiting till something happens. I'm not sure who I'm talking to today. I'm not waiting till everything aligns up perfectly before I have faith. I need the now faith. The right now. I, I, I don't want to wait till tomorrow. I don't want to wait till my fast is over. I don't want to wait till summer's over. But if we're getting real with God today, I need the right now faith. Anybody with me today? I need it right now in this moment. I don't want another day to go past with me uh, uh, tangled up in fear and anxiety. I don't need another week to go past with stress and worry and doubt. I need the now faith. I'm supposed to get through this pretty quick, huh? Let me stop. But his, his word be like that to me. Sometimes it just sticks out to you like, dang, it's just, it's just two words. Those two words say a lot though. Amen, anybody. I need faith as a parent. I got a couple of people that are just like, yeah, amen. And particularly my parents were teenagers. Yes, amen. And, and she knew it was coming. She turned 16 this week, y'all. My daughter turned 16. Shout out to Lizea. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Because y'all know I must just start crying like a baby when I think about my baby girl and how amazing she is. And I think about 16 years ago, she was born, and we were young teenage parents, and it took faith to believe because can I, I'm just going to be real with you real quick. So we were teenage parents, y'all. We weren't Christians at the time, and we um, found out about Lizea at a place called Planned Parenthood, and um, the first thing that they said to us, my wife, my witness, do you want to keep it? 
That was the first word. It wasn't, how can we support you to, to, to birth this amazing, beautiful gift from God? It was this thought that they try to put in our minds early. The first word, y'all, as young teenage parents, do you want to keep it? And if you don't want to keep it, we'll make that easy for you. And I'm so glad. I thank God that we kept her. Amen, anybody? And we decided that no matter what it looked like, we couldn't see the staircase. We had no idea how we were going to afford it or our society would accept us. But we're glad that we kept her. Amen. I'm trying to get it to my sermon. This is not in my notes. But I just I feel like led to sit, share this with somebody today that faith operates in places and at times when you don't understand it and when it doesn't make sense. At that time, I couldn't see her be 16. I couldn't see her in student government. I couldn't see her as a youth leader. I couldn't see her as a woman, a young woman that's uh, mentoring her friends and telling people about Jesus at 15, 16 years old. And now she's a mighty woman of God. God's using her. Amen. And God will continue to use her. And she will continue to use her in this ministry and beyond. From her school to this church to the community. Someone say, now faith. Go, you can give me a tissue, brother. I see you at the chair. I mean, come on, brother. You see your dad, little Marquise Jr.? Come on, I'm going to start talking about you next. Miss <laughs> Family Talk, this is us. It's, I, I'm telling you, this wasn't even in my notes. I wasn't planning on going there, but I think someone needs to hear this today. And someone say, now faith. Now someone faith. say, now faith. now faith. That's enough, bro. I got two. That's enough. That's uh, <laughs> uh, for our sisters. for our sister. I'm like, bro, chill out, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> Amen. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I'm going to get into this word. Come on, let's, get, let's do this. I hope that really blessed somebody. I love you, Zaya. Love you. Now, faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. Verse 4, by faith, Abel offered a, to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Dang, I am a mess today. Help me, Jesus. I'm over here, snotty nose. Come on, help me. Help me, Lord. And I don't even have allergies. Jeez. <laughs> Y'all going to have to bear with me today. I'm over here, sniff, sniffling and stuff. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, accept me how I am today. Amen. I'm a wreck. This is us, though. I, I, I feel like this is perfect for uh, this is a sermon. Like, we're going to keep it real. This, you, you, you see what you get today. Amen. Offer to God more excellent sacrifice than came. Though which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had his testimony that he pleased God. Anybody want to please God today? Check out verse 6, though. This is going to hurt a little bit. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Verse 7, I'm about to read more Bible than you probably had in a month. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help somebody's Bible plan today. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. For the saving of his household. I'm about to read through this Hebrews 11 real quick for a second because I want you to see how practical your faith can be today. Amen. Does anybody have faith to see a household saved today? And, and if you have your Bible, I, I'm old school Pentecostal. We used to have a highlighter. We would highlight verses and write notes in our Bible. Amen. So you might want to highlight that one right there. So you know I have faith that would save his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Hey, I'm going to keep going with this verse. Hey, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. Someone say go out. Called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Does anybody need faith to know about the next step? Come on. Because God is challenging some people today to move by faith. To stop, stop moving by calculations. Now, it's, it's all good to be like my, my brother right here, Pastor Isaac, executive pastor. Oh, man, my brother is analytical, man. He budget, all of that. He's like, man, he knows all of his stuff. And that's good. We need that. We need that. I'm not going to knock that. But we also need faith. Come on. And we need faith sometimes to just move. And sometimes God pushes us to go in places that you may not know where, where you may end up. Help me out. Where verse I am? Verse 8, verse 9. Verse 9. By faith we dwelt in the land of promise and is in a foreign country, dwelling in tents, uh, with Isaac Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, for he waited for the city which, had fa which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Verse 12, therefore, from one man and him as, God, as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the, as the sand which uh, is by the seashore. Verse 13, these all died, watch this, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, where assured of them, embraced them, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. He said, you know what, sometimes our faith and the promises that God has spoken to us and will continue to speak to us, some of them we may not even see it. I wonder if you are willing, because some of us have some of that weak faith. Can I talk about a little bit of that weak, that weak kind of uh, modern day Christian faith that says, I only have faith if God shows up today. God, I'll start believing you if you give me this. That kind of materialistic faith. Can I talk about that in church today? That faith that says, you know what? If I get a raise, then I'm going to start tithing. I, don't, I didn't want to go there today. That wasn't in the notes either. That faith that says, no matter if I see it or not, I'm going to believe you, God. And even if it, you know, this is the thing. Sometimes we think faith 
always has to line up with the way, um, it's supposed to work out the way we see it. So faith is only if things go perfectly right according to who? You. Not according to how God spoke it to you. He said, just go. When you look at all these individuals throughout scripture, it wasn't that they believed God and everything worked out perfectly. They believed God and they had some tests to go with that. And as soon as some of us go through a test or two, we're like, man, God didn't say that to me. Why would God allow that to happen? Man, I don't even know why I even trusted God today or in that decision. It didn't work out. It didn't work out according to who? According to you. According to your plans. This idea that God's supposed to be, make your life so perfect. Can I just be real with y'all today? Can I talk about it? It don't always work out the way we want it to. But just because it doesn't work out the way we want it to does not mean it wasn't God. Amen. Just because we don't feel it and we don't see it does not mean God is not operating in your life. Here's a quote from my brother. Uh, not my, I don't, it's my brother in the Lord. I don't know him like that, but <laughs> I feel like he's my brother. I love his, uh, his study Bible. It's dope. Shout out to Tony Evans. Check out this, uh, check out this quote right here. If you're watching Tony, I love you, man. <laughs> The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is disobedience. The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is disobedience. It's simply not doing what God called you to do. It's showing God that you really don't believe what he said. Is anybody being challenged yet today? So I have a couple questions for you. What is God trying to get from you and through you by faith? And this is a question that only really you can answer. That God, I believe in today, will speak to your heart. And the truth of the matter is, you know how we come into church? We already come to church with our own preconceived stuff. Amen. We all, we all come with stuff which you want to hear, which you don't want to hear, which you want to do, which you don't want to do. And I want to challenge you today that the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. What are some things that God wants to get from you and through you that only comes by faith. I got another question for you. Where are you trying to get to that deep in your heart you know only will happen by faith? There's some places that God wants to push you to go, like you want to kind of push you past your comfort zone and your limits that you, you know, not nothing to do with me or Isaac or John John, you know in your heart, you know it's only by faith you're going to get to that next level. You know it. Thank you, Brother Hoff. One in the house. And when I think about this is us, I think about City Light Church and how we started. It was a faith walk. For those that don't know, I'm born and raised in San Francisco. My, my, my mom's side, Puerto Rican, uh, deep roots in the Mission District. My dad's side is black, deep roots in Bayview Hunters Point. We had a church. We were doing church at the Baby Y on Caseta. And then we had church at the United Players Building over on downtown on Howard Street. You know, a little small community church. So we was doing, you know, we're just being obedient. And I find this website, and it's, I'm trying to, you know, make a long story short, where this, this, this white guy from Concord, 
had a, a church call, and I got one of the church planters in the house too. Let me be, let me be nice. Uh, and I, my homies from Concord um, were moving from Concord to San Francisco to plant a church in 2012 called City Life Church. And at that time, so he had a, you know, we didn't know each other. And at that time, you know, we, we met and we talked and it's a, it's a really powerful testimony how we even found each other and all that stuff. And when we came together though, it took faith in each other to believe what God was gonna do today, amen? And to, in, in September of this year, it'll be nine years together. Amen, can we give God a praise? You know, nobody on either side of our communities, mine from, the, the, from out here or his, from his, the world of church planning, said it was a good idea to bring us together. And I remember talking to Hav, saying, and because Hav was really one of the few people that believed in me at that time. A lot of people left our church and it was sad. I, I lost a lot of friends and family that I wish were still with us today, but I knew God was doing something bigger than me. Bigger than, oh, I can't wait to hear Marquise preach every Sunday. It's bigger than a sermon. I believe what God was doing in this city with a white guy from the East Bay, missionary from Brazil, and a brother from the city was something special nine years ago. And we still here, we're still here today. It took a lot of faith to trust each other. And I, and I really believe this, y'all. I'm just going to say it. If the, you know, on the, on the tail end of uh, some of y'all saw the George Floyd uh, uh, sentencing this, this, this week and, you know, 22 years, um, you know, it's, it's a step forward, but we know we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Justice still needs to be served. Amen. Amen. Amen anybody. Amen. And so what I told Hav back then, and I see God moving today is that if there's going to be any place where we're going to see racial unity and true forgiveness and healing is going to be in the church. Yeah. Amen. I've been working in nonprofits. Come on, we can give God a praise. I've been working in nonprofits for about 20 years. I love my, my community folks. And if some of you are here, I can't see you, but I love y'all. I'm with y'all. I'm on the front line. We're going to Double Rock right after this. Amen, somebody. But the world doesn't have the answer. The answer is in Jesus. The answer is in you and me, the church. Black, white, peppermint stripe, like my boy Rudy says. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, I'm gonna say it one more time. Black, white, or peppermint stripe, like my boy Rudy Corpus says. It's gonna be us. Anybody with me today? Anybody believe it's us? Anybody believe it's us that the world is waiting for? Amen? It's us that the world is waiting for. The church, the people that have the love of God, the grace of God, to have the faith to believe with nothing, with that we, something that we've never seen before. That's what pushed someone like Martin Luther King to do what he kept doing. And he wasn't a perfect man. I'm not talking about him and all that, but I'm just saying the most of our civil rights leaders were faith leaders. It was only God that would push them to get beat every day for justice. This is us. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Anybody still with me today? Anybody willing to hold off on a little bit of shaved ice for a couple more minutes for me? If y'all want to get the shaved ice, I can just end it right now. Or if I could keep going, it's no pressure. Okay, I get an amen if you okay with me going? 
<laughs> you can say no if you if you're not feeling it. <laughs> hey, guess what? If you said no, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna keep it. What you gonna do? You gonna take the mic from me? <laughs> Blame it on Lizaya though, because Lizaya made me cry earlier. It's all her fault. First Thessalonians chapter one, verse two. So, so we read First Thessalonians chapter three. We talked about that complete faith. I want to, I want to rewind a little bit to the first part of Thessalonians to talk about the church. I like my man smiling over here, my boy. Praise God. First uh, Thessalonians chapter one, verse two. Look, look at this. We always thank God for all of you, making mention of you constantly in our prayers. Verse three. We recall in the presence of our God and Father your work produced by faith. I want to highlight that right there. Your labor motivated by love. Power of threes right here. Watch this. And your endurance inspired by hope in your Lord Jesus Christ. So we see here in the first part of the text, we see work produced by faith. We see labor motivated by love. And we see endurance inspired by hope. Someone say faith. Someone say love. And hope. Look at those three right there. For we know, brothers and sisters, you're loved by God and that he has chosen you. Someone needs to hear that today, that he has chosen you, that you are loved by God, that he's moving faith, hope, and love in your life today. And we see this church of uh, Thessalonica, we see a healthy dose of encouragement. Another three right here. Watch this three. Encouragement, correction, and challenge. He, he encourages them. He corrects them and he challenges them. And some of us have got so weak in our faith that all we want is the encouragement part of God. We don't want to deal with the correction or the challenge. If you can't say amen, you can say ouch. If we're being real today. But the truth of the matter is if we want to grow in our faith, we need all three. We need encouragement, we need correction, and we need a challenge. Amen, anybody? So how do we uh, uh, grow in our faith? I'm going to breeze through this last part real quick, and I'm going to uh, get out your way. How, do we, how does God complete our faith? Number one, hearing the word. Someone say the word. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2. It says, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. He's preaching the good news, the gospel. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, hearing the word. And we know Romans 10 says faith come by what? Faith come by hearing, hearing what? Not hearing horoscopes. Did I, can I talk about it today? Can I talk about it today? Can I talk about it today? Hearing what? The word of God. Hearing Instagram reels of encouragement, whatever's, is not building faith. It may make you feel good for a second, but we're talking about faith that develops and grows so that we could do the things God called us to do. Someone say, hear the word. Moving on. Number two, I'm going to get out the way before someone throws something at me. I love you, though. Know that. I love you. Amen. Number two, enduring trials. Number one. We, we complete our faith by what? Hearing the word. Number two, enduring trials. Anybody been through a trial lately? Some real trials lately where you, your faith has been tested. Can I just encourage you today? Those trials that you've been going through, God is completing something inside of you. 
The test that you're going through, God is completing something inside of you. And you may not want to hear that right now because the trial hurts and it's frustrating. But I want to encourage you that God is moving in your faith through the trial. Amen, anybody? So first Thessalonians chapter three, look at this. He said, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through, but you know that we were destined for such troubles. We don't want to hear that in church today, that sometimes our troubles, we're destined for. Jesus even said, troubles will come, but don't trip off the troubles. He didn't say don't trip though. I, I added that part. He said, he said, troubles will come. He didn't say don't trip, but let me just say how I feel it. But don't trip off the troubles because I overcame the world. I overcame the troubles. I am with you in the troubles. I am with you in the trials. So don't trip off the trial. Don't trip off the test. Don't trip off what you're going through because I am with you. And I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Someone, tell, someone texting John John right now. He said, Jesus said, don't trip. Show me what translation that is, Pastor. <laughs> come on, come on, somebody. James chapter 1, you, you heard it before. He said, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, has a chance to grow, depending on how you deal with the test, amen? So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete. There goes that word complete again. Perfect and complete, needing nothing. That's James chapter one, verse two. Last point of the day. One more quote uh, on the, the theme of trials. You might have seen the quote, it's gonna pop up on your screen. Satan tempts us to bring out the worst in us. God tests us to bring out the best in us. Someone needs to be reminded today that God wants the best from you. And even if it, it means going through some things that don't feel good, he's trying to get the best from you. He wants to see you live your best life. Amen, anybody? A last, last part of, the ver uh, of this text and the last point. Uh, so number one was hearing the word. Number two, enduring trials. Number three is biblical mentorship. You'll hear Pastor John talk about this over the next uh, few months or so. You may have heard him talk about this theme of one-to-one, one-to-few, and one-to-many. You see Jesus kind of mentoring and speaking into people's lives at different phases, right? And so look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5. He says, that is why when I couldn't bear it no longer, I sent Timothy, come on, I sent him to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. He sent Timothy to mentor him, to mentor the believers in Thessalonica. And truth is, we all need a mentor too. We all need someone to speak into our lives. And we have different opportunities like small groups and things of that nature. And if you need, you know, get, get a connection. Amen. And in this last part, um, this last part, uh, you see it in your, in, your, in your notes. And I wanted to, I really struggled if I should share this story or not with you. And I, I feel like I should. Um, as a pastor in this house, and I don't have the, I don't preach every week. And with this platform, I should be real with you. And I should tell you what's really going on. 
And so um, this last verse, I want to read Acts chapter 9. And I'm going to show you something. It says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priests and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Some of you have been kicking against God. Some of you have been running away. Some of you have been trying to do everything in your power to not obey the will of God. Jesus is speaking to you today. So he's trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And, and, and the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul rose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. How many know your faith will impact the people around you? Even when you're disobedient, even when you're walking in your own ways, the people around you are watching and waiting for you to be obedient, waiting for you to take a step of faith. And they will be astonished at what God is doing in your life. Verse 10, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus. I want you to highlight that word if you have your Bible. A certain disciple. He was a disciple of Jesus at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight. And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. I'm going somewhere with this. Just, just, just stay with me now. Then Ananias uh, answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord, someone say, but God. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my namesake. The big idea that I want to leave you with is God is not impressed by your faith talk. He is waiting to see your faith walk. And this story about Paul on the Damascus Road is a unique one because Ananias, the disciple, the Christian, was like, nah, I'm not messing with that dude right there. He out here killing people. I'm cool. He didn't say it like that, of course, but you guys get where I'm going with it. And I want to use this in the kind of when we talk about this is us. We talk about a church in the city with a heart for the city. We may not know where God may send us and who God may use for his glory. There's a picture that's going to pop up on the screen that this is what I was struggling with if I should share it with you guys. This is the reality. This is us. I'm like praying. I'm like, man, I don't want to talk about this. 
We talked about it a little bit on Wednesday night. But God's like, man, just be obedient. Get out the way. And let the people know about what's really going on in the city. Because when people talk about San Francisco, and they talk about love in San Francisco, they often are talking about Pier 39 and Golden Gate Bridges. Not talking about Oakdale and Keith. Bayview Hunters Point. Where me and Oscar, Tuesday afternoon, were meeting with uh, a young lady at Carver Elementary School uh, as we get prepared for Serve Day. So if you have your church center app going and uh, lock that in, July 10th, we're going to be doing a beautiful Serve Day at Carver Elementary School where we're going to bless that campus. And we're going to bless the children at, at Carver Elementary School. And we're going to rally those kids to get excited to learn again after they have been out of school for over a year. So we're going to bless that campus. Anybody with us? Amen. Anybody? Who's coming to serve day? Raise your hand right now. All five of y'all. Okay. Hopefully some more come later. But all jokes aside, right here is a crime scene. Tuesday, right when we pulled up, a shooting broke out. And sadly, this young man lost his life right in front of our eyes. With multiple kids watching. Right in, the school is right, literally right on that block. And we're sitting there and I couldn't help but think, why God, why would you send a, why? And then God immediately reminded me, who better to be here than the church? Who better to be on this block at this time with these kids to console them and let them know it's gonna be all right, but the people of God. So shout out to my brother Oscar, always on the front line. That was Tuesday, two days later. I'm like, the devil is at work over here. And mind you, this is the same block where my brother Josh and, and Jonathan have been serving the pantry. Some of y'all saw that. That's on Oakdale as well. This whole block right here. We, we, we're every Friday, we're out there. Two days later, high-speed chase. This is the school right here. You can see it. That's the school. The car went right through the school. Two days later, the principal texted that to me. So I don't know what's going on. And me and Oscar talked about it a little bit this morning. As soon, like, it's like as soon as we decided that we're going to come and be the church on this block, the enemy tried to go all crazy on that block. And, I, and, and we're not going to get scared. We're not going to fear. We're going to come at this thing with faith. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. And if the devil want to go hard like this, we're going to go harder. Because the people of God will take it by storm. And we're not going to let a couple incidents Stop us from doing what God has called us to do. Someone say, this is us. This is us. And I love the Golden Gate Bridge. And I love the Giants. Shout out to the Giants. 50 wins. Come on. And I love my Niners. And I love Baby Hunter's Point. Can we love both? Can God use both? Can God use a white brother from Concord and a brother from the city to make a change in this, in this city together? This is us. It's not, it's not us or them. It's us together. Anybody with me today? Amen. So I just ask you to continue to pray with us. Continue to let God use you in whatever section he'll use you in, whether it be here in the ministry, worship, media, all that. I pray that God would move on all of our hearts and to take on the call that he's calling us together to reach a city. From Bayview to the mission, 
said, Don't get bridge. We could go over there too. Amen. That's our city. Anybody with me today? If you just close your eyes, I want us to say a closing prayer. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving on the hearts of your people. This is us. I pray that the, that the church was challenged today to move in faith. For you said in your word, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, Lord, I'm praying that we would trust you every single day. Even if we can't see the staircase. Even if we can't feel it. Even if it doesn't turn out the way we want it to turn out. And I know some in here may have heard the gospel for the first time. And we're praying that you would touch that heart to turn from their ways and give their life to you, Jesus. We believe that if we confess with our hearts that you hear us and you're willing and able to save all. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Bless your people today. This is us, a people of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Pastor Isaac.